Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help creative freelancers become fully booked and in demand in any market, on their terms and without burning out. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist 15 plus year, I was tired, tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative, there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I wanna show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients, and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. I'm so excited because today's episode is sponsored by my signature group program, Freelance with Freedom, a lifetime group coaching program to help creative freelancers double their bookings in any market. This lifetime, yes, you heard me right, lifetime program is the group coaching container for creatives looking to increase their clients, irrelevant of what market they're in or where they live. This is my proven framework to double your bookings and create a life of freedom and fulfillment. This transformational program will change the way you do business forever and set you up with the skills you need for consistent bookings for life. No agent required, no more relying on word of mouth and no more burnout. Waitlisters have the chance to secure an extra special bonus. So join the waitlist now and you can check out the show notes for more details. Hello everyone, I am so excited to be back for a new episode of Freelance for Freedom. We are now a weekly podcast, I'm so excited about that, so don't forget to share it with your friends and tell everyone about it. So today I'm excited because I want to talk about one of my favourite topics, which is productivity. I get a lot of questions about my creative CEO workflow and how to ensure that you have good systems in place to be able to set up your business as a creative on the back end. So how to work smarter, not harder is definitely going to be a theme of this episode. So you might not believe me, but before I found coaching, I was what I would describe as a self-confessed procrastinator. However, knowing that and understanding the varying reasons why, hello perfectionism and overwhelm, I found a really great system that helps me work smarter, not harder. And I thought it would be helpful for you to today. So I want to talk about that. So sure, there are loads of tools and templates, more now than ever. And there are some that I use to help me, but this is more about my workflow and how I avoid planning without execution. Okay, so there's a lot of people that are really good at planning, but when it comes to the execution part, not so much. And the thing is, I love a plan. (laughs) Like I'm really good at planning. You may have seen my extensive planner collection. Yes, I have an addiction to filofaxes. But executing the plan is something I've really had to experiment with. So I want to be clear, this isn't me telling you the right way to do something, and it certainly isn't the only way, but it is a way, and therefore I wanted to share. So when it came to confronting my own procrastination, I realized two really important things that had prevented me from addressing this sooner. So number one, I was really good at doing lots of things. I was a pro at adding more and more and more and more things to a to-do list. 
So my brain genuinely believed I was productive because I was busy. I had a lot to do, but all the things I kept adding to my to-do list kept moving me further from the tasks that would actually help me generate money as a creative freelancer, get me booked, and move me closer to my goals. So the avoidance came from fear, okay? I wasn't prioritizing tasks because I attributed feeling good with ticking off all the many checkboxes on that to-do list. So the ticking off the boxes was kind of more important than the task itself. I feel like as long as I was ticking the boxes, I could trick my brain into feeling accomplished while, and here's the important part, avoiding the task that got me closer to what I wanted because I had the fear of failing and to some extent a fear of succeeding because I thought I wouldn't be able to handle success, especially if feeling this burnt out was going to be a part of it. And having a long ass to-do list of endless meaningless tasks gave my brain the dopamine hit it needed. Which brings me to my next point. The second thing I had to confront was my perfectionism. And for me, this looked like an obsession with getting it right. So I didn't want to do something unless someone else could tell me the right way to do it. I wanted to control the outcome because I was scared I'd abandon myself if I failed. So I knew how mean I would be to myself if I failed or if I thought failure was looking likely. So forget limiting beliefs. I'm talking about a full scale personal attack on myself. And after coaching myself on these two realizations, the conclusions were pretty simple. If I actually focused on what I call money generating actions in my business, I would by default be doing way less and consequently feel a lot less burned out. The second thing, I would have to be willing to fail. I would have to try different things and potentially some that are outside my comfort zone to find what worked for me. And I would have to let go of the idea that there was a right way to do things in my business. Easier said than done, right? But the first thing I focused on, and a lot of the foundation work I do with my clients is working on their awareness without shaming themselves. So we're human beings with human brains, and I'm no exception. So step one of working smarter, not harder, was actually becoming aware of when I wanted to avoid doing something which inevitably in the past has led to procrastination and burnout from an endless to-do list of meaningless tasks in order to avoid the very things that would have had the biggest impact on my goals. I also noticed that indecision created avoidance. So a pattern I often noticed in my clients, which is why I'm so great at coaching on this because I've been there myself, is that indecision is like a scapegoat. And ultimately, it's a way to prolong inaction. So in my case, I would tell myself, unless I know the right thing to do, which was actually code for unless I can guarantee an outcome I like, there's no point in doing anything yet. I'll just add more things to the to-do list. So noticing the link between indecision and avoidance was groundbreaking for me because I could see so many patterns of this in varying areas of my life. Not just my business, it was showing up in my relationships and especially my health too. And it kind of correlated with a little bit of that kind of all or nothing thinking. And with the knowledge that indecision created avoidance, aka procrastination, I knew I had to create a decision-making framework that was simple and repeatable. So I had to remove indecision by making a decision, not the right decision, and having my back no matter what the outcome was. So this alone helped hugely improve my relationship to my business. And naturally it served me in every other area of my life, not just my business. And I actually teach this decision-making process to all my clients and it is life-changing 
especially when it comes to minimizing or removing procrastination. So I mentioned earlier that some tasks have what I'd like to think of as a higher value than others. And my next step that changed the game for me and my clients was being able to identify the money generating actions and tasks. So the things that get you closer to your goals, these are the tasks we need to prioritize, but we often don't because we have thoughts about these tasks. So not always, but often when it comes to the money generating tasks, they might challenge us. We might have to learn something new. Side note, our brain does not like new. (laughs) We might have to practice something that we're currently a beginner at or something that brings up thoughts around safety, especially if we're taking any kind of risk, which is exactly what your brain will tell you being a beginner is. And this is why getting your brain coached is so life-changing inside your business. So when it comes to executing your plan, I recommend choosing the hardest task or the ones that require the most brain power at the time of the day or week when you have the most energy. So for example, for me now, after a weekend of rest, I feel really ready to work on a Monday and Tuesday. Therefore, I know it makes way more sense for me and my productivity levels to use this time to my advantage. So I often start my day with a cup of tea, some time in bed with the dogs, some cuddles, some journaling, followed by a 20 minute workout. And these actions are what get me motivated for the day. Okay, I don't wake up motivated. No one is born motivated. It's not a skill that you're born with. Action creates motivation. It's not the other way around. And one of the biggest myths is that you have to feel motivated in order to take action. Whereas I would say most successful people are successful because they take action when they don't feel like doing it when they don't feel motivated. I schedule the tasks I know I've been putting off. All the tasks I know have the biggest impact in my business on a Monday because my energy levels are generally highest on this day. So it makes sense for me to use this to my advantage. The next thing I do is allocate a time of day to these tasks to remove the vagueness. So what I want you to think about is flexibility is great, but vagueness not so much. Vagueness doesn't help us. So when you have an amount of time set for a task and you can clearly see it in your calendar, it makes it so much harder for your brain to argue with it. It's a form of self-care. If something comes up that takes precedence over this task, reschedule the task to another time slot into your calendar so you make it clear to your brain when it's going to get done. Again, we can be flexible. Vagueness isn't going to help us. And vagueness looks like not rescheduling it and just saying, oh, I'm going to do that at some point this week. And then we wonder why we keep procrastinating and kind of there's no time allocated for the task. And for me now, as Monday and Tuesdays are the two days I don't coach clients, I know the time I have on these days is where I can focus a lot on content creation and marketing. So when it comes to content, I'm a huge believer in batching it. Another thing I teach my clients. So this means rather than having to post once a day or think of ideas on the fly, I bank them. I repurpose. How many of you right now have things that are sitting in your photo album that could be used for content? Go have a look. So I bank them. Then on Monday or Tuesday, I can film, I can write, I can create them all in one go, usually over a two hour period. Again, the more you do something, the quicker you will become at it. Batching tasks save so much time and actually prevents your brain from task switching back and forth. So you get more done in a concentrated amount of time, less but better, and then it's done. 
So I know what you might be thinking, but Harry, I don't know the times or days I'll have free on any given week. I'm a creative freelancer. So this is where I like to use the average rule. So knowing some weeks will potentially be busier, you want to create what I call a time audit. And this is something I have all my clients do. Okay, so you create a time audit so you know how long you need in order to be efficient on the back end of your business. That way, with the knowledge, you can happily reschedule tasks. Your brain can still plan out roughly when they will happen and how many hours you are likely to have available. So if you know you need at least two hours a week to market your business or focus on visibility, generate new clients, it's time to get honest with how much time you really have. And this is what a time audit does. So quite simply, you record over a day, a week, how much time it takes you to do certain tasks. So you might think you only need 30 minutes to send invoices, but if it's actually taking one hour every time, it makes so much sense that you feel rushed, you feel burnt out, and you feel like you're trying to squeeze everything in when you haven't allocated enough time. So working smarter, not harder, starts with getting honest about the time you have available. And here's the important part, the time you are willing to create for your tasks aka the time you actually put aside to execute all that beautifully color-coded planning. (laughs) So when it comes to executing the tasks you are nervous about doing, or that bring up a lot of uncomfortable thoughts, my advice is don't try to climb the top of the mountain without warming up first, okay? Identify the first step. When a task feels overwhelming, if you were to break it down, how many steps are needed for you to complete the task? And what is step one? start there. We'll automatically jump to step 10 because of hustle culture. Whereas bring it back, make the steps smaller, simplify it. Okay. Remember motivation is a result of action. It doesn't matter how big the action is. Small steps lead to huge growth. So many people wait a lifetime to delegate tasks. The belief is they have to wait until they can afford to get help. And yet delegation is the very thing that enables them to make more money. Putting off getting help, whether that's a cleaner, a virtual assistant, childcare, or a coach, is the very reason creative freelancers aren't making more money, that they aren't getting the results they want and that they feel stuck. For example, if you pay a cleaner $150 for four hours, you can focus on how much you're spending and how much it's costing you Or you can focus on the four hours you just want back that you can spend on money generating tasks. So let's say your rate is $300 and you sent out a strategic pitch to clients during that four hour period and you book one client, you've just doubled your investment. Let's say you book two clients as a result of the outreach you did during those four hours. Now that money spent has created the space and time you needed to generate $600. Listen to your business. What does it need from you? And where do you need help and support right now? Listening to what your business needs is a skill. And delegating your tasks both personally and professionally will change your life in more ways than one. Okay, you don't have to be in a salary job or a nine to five to be worthy of help and support. It's not something you have to earn. The next thing I think so many creators forget is that they're not in a rush. And despite what your brain may have told you, you really don't have to do it all. Deleting is another really important CEO skill set. So identifying what your priorities are and what the money generating tasks are makes room for you to delete the ones that aren't. 
If your brain is used to being busy, the chances are that more things on your to-do list actually serve as a distraction from what you might need to confront about how you really feel. So if you associate your worth with getting stuff done, it makes total sense that you pride yourself on having a ridiculously long to-do list. So ask yourself, what am I trying to avoid feeling or having to deal with when I'm adding things to that to-do list? And I think the fantasy of all serial list makers is that one day it will be complete and they will stand on the glorious mountain of accomplishment and never have another task, like as if that were possible in their lifetime. Alas, (laughs) there will always be things your business needs from you, but that doesn't have to be a problem or something that drains you. Toxic productivity isn't required to build a successful creative business. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was that you can't scale complicated. Simple works for a reason. Toxic productivity is just another form of hustle culture disguised as something that's helpful. It's not necessary and it shouldn't be the goal for creative business owners. Look, if you have a to-do list as long as Santa's list, it's too long. One of the things I love helping my clients with is addressing their behaviors inside their business, uncovering unhelpful coping mechanisms and relearning how to grow a business without burning out in the process. Creative freelancers don't need to do more. They just need to be strategic. Strategic with your intentions, your time, and your priorities. And getting to the root of your beliefs around what being successful is meant to look like, or what you believe is required in order to achieve your goals. That's where the real change happens. That is what's so special about coaching. You don't just learn what to do, you gain the confidence to do it. You execute the things you learn. You are able to embody your version of success, not somebody else's. So when it comes to working smarter, not harder, I want you to remember the three Ds, okay? Decide, delegate, and delete. So step one will always be deciding what the priorities are. Identify the money generating actions and the tasks that get you closer to your goals. You have to be really honest with yourself what they are. And then delegate the things that can be done by someone else. Delegate what you can to free up more time for the tasks that do matter and that you consider high value. And of course, create more time for life. And last but not least, delete. What is that mile long to-do list giving you really? If you had to delete 50% of those tasks, what would make the cut? A huge part of being a CEO is being able to delete the non-essential. Because their aim isn't being busy for the sake of being busy. Your creatives, your brain needs space to create and play. And inside Freelance for Freedom Group program, we deep dive into the CEO skills required to generate consistent bookings, increase your income and opportunities. There is no other program like it. And my dream really is for this program to become the industry standard for creative freelancers. You don't need letters next to your name to be a real business. You don't need a desk and you sure as hell don't need to wait your turn. You are a real business. So one of my core beliefs is collaboration over competition. There's room for every creative. So don't forget to send this episode to all your creative freelancer friends. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Freelance with Freedom. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, head to www.harrietadfield.com to find out more about working together. I'm wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one.